So, so going into this year, my really big focus was finding people that I know I can trust mm -hmm. to give an immense amount of responsibility so that I can go and do, you know, the things that are important like sales and marketing. Yes. I can hand off to people, you know, production and stuff like that, which I did find. Mm -hmm. um, two, two, my, my two best painters from last summer are coming back and working with me as PMs. Awesome. They, they, they've been absolutely dynamite this year. They've been right. absolutely fantastic. They've been performing great. And so the biggest thing for me coming into this year was finding people that I could put into key roles to delegate to so that I could go and, you know, not only focus on the sales and marketing, but also, you know, work out, do, do more things that I yes. actually you know, love to do in the summer, work out, you know, spend more time with my girlfriend, do more fun things at the same time while also being able to, you know, double, triple your business at the same time. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders, I have an amazing young leader, Zachary Jennings. Zach uh, first got to know our program um, through his roommate at Queens University, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, Mackenzie Mercier or Mac Mercier. And uh, Zach joined Mac's business in his second year as a key staff member um, and then joined it also in his third year. And both those years literally doubled, more than doubled his business both those years. Last year, Zach came on and was would have broken or did break the all-time record, but he didn't hold the record at the end of the year. Justin Georgopoulos did, and this year his his goal is to ex ex exceed uh, Mac Mercier's goal of six hundred three thousand dollars to do seven hundred thousand dollars, and uh, has already sold. Uh, at, this is May eleventh, basically last year's to total target. So um, excited uh, to to have. Uh, Zach share today on, on the podcast, one of the really big things that we dug into was how do you train staff members and, and how do you think about training really good people? And, and uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. Jump in. It's fantastic. It's really cutting edge. And we're taking what Zach's, Zach's doing and just sharing it with all the leaders in our program. So, you know, what we're up to is finding amazing people who want to be leaders, who want to have huge futures. So if you know anyone, please share this podcast with them. And, uh, uh, or you can send them to studentworks.com. You can shoot me an email with any feedback on the show or any, uh, any people that you think may be interested in our program. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. Zach, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I'm re really excited. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to having you having you here. I know. So, so why don't we why don't we dig in like before the program, before you met yeah. Mac Mercier at Queens University? You know, yeah. Uh, you know who was who was Zach? Can you think of any frustrations you might have had in the world at that point in time? Yeah. No. For for sure. So yeah, even if, like before, obviously going to Student Works and everything. I'd grown up, so my hometown is Port Perry, okay, and um, big big farming community. And so my my grandfather, he he was running a you know vegetable farm at the time, and I essentially just worked worked with him my entire like kind of childhood and upbringing. 
once he had passed away, I continued to, you know, work, work on a farm with a family friend, just pretty much just long, long, hard labor jobs right. out in the sun in the summer, pretty much my day to day when I wasn't obviously in school and stuff in the summer, I would just be, you know, working on the farm all day long. And that, I mean, that was pretty much like everything I was doing up until, up until I got into university, pretty much. Well, it's funny. We have a long history of working with, uh, you know, kids of farmers and, you know, yeah. and, you know, fa- family farmers and just learning that, like, I've always been a big believer, you know, you learn to work hard. You know, it's not, it's, it's, yeah. it's a habit. It's a skill set. It's a mindset, you know, like, you know, long days, hard days. A lot of people say, yeah. well, then you should slow down. You should stop. Oh, it's really yeah. hard. Stop, stop, you know, and no, that's not what really successful people do. They just nope. continue through because it needs to get done. Right. And it just takes yeah. a lot of hard work to, to, to farm, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty insane. So they, they have a lot of like migrant workers that come down from, yeah. from Mexico to help out with, with the farm work. Yeah. And they're like, their work schedule is pretty insane. So they'll go. So from Monday to Saturday, they'll yeah. go from 7.30 to 7.30. Yeah. And then on Sundays, they'll work a half day mm-hmm. and they'll take, they'll take half a day off on Sundays and then they'll just start it all over again. So they work like an insane, insane amount of time. And I know when I first started out, like I just wasn't <laughs> able to, to keep up with them. And then I was really happy when I was able to work a full week with them for, for, for the first time, six and a half days. Um, but like, like they're absolute just machines. Like they're so like, they're just fantastic workers and they're so happy to be around. And like, yeah. I was like, wow, wow. The first day when I was like talking to them and they told me their schedule, I was like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it's impacted uh, your business and, and the success you've had with us. Right. Just because, you know, you see, you see work like that as, oh, no big deal. It's actually easier being an operator in some ways. Right. There's not as much physical labor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No calling people pretty easy versus versus, you know, moving things and digging and, you know, and lifting, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, definitely a big, big change in perspective for sure. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I guess why don't you tell tell us about how you found out about about student works and that and that first year in the business, not as an operator, but that first year in the business. Yeah. So essentially in my first year of university, I went to Queens University and in residency, we, we were put into a quad room. So right. it's funny, we got to select like, you know, our preferences. My first one was to have like a solar room and then a double room and then a triple room. My last choice was to be in a quad room. <laughs> funny enough, I got, I got the quad room. So on our first day, like the four Four guys rolled up. I never met any of them either. Like it was a complete yeah. random, random yeah. generated room. And and the four of us all rolled up and met each other. And one of one of the guys that I met, um, his name was Mac, Mac Mercier. Obviously, he he's been on the podcast and he was uh yeah. he was an operator from the past. And we met in res. And obviously he wasn't doing it at the time, but we'd met, you know, we became really great friends. And as the kind of school year progressed. He kind of started talking about like, hey, like I'm doing this, you know, this thing, like this painting business. Like I, you know, got a phone call. I saw my name on a clipboard. Some yeah. called me. This is like really interesting. He seemed really excited about it. Yeah. And um, he he kind of like I guess progressed through through the program through the hiring process. And eventually he you know he got hired and he was running his painting business for the summer. Yes. And essentially for me, that that first year I was going to be going on exchange. Okay. For for school. Okay. And so I wasn't like part of the exchange was I was leaving in August. And so 
it was, I was kind of finding it hard to like actually like find a position that summer because usually, you know, they want students to be around for the full, full four months. But I just wasn't able to do that because I was going on exchange and then I was talking to Mac and he's like, okay, then why don't you come work with me for a summer and help me help me run my business? And I was like, that's pretty perfect. And he obviously he was super down to like, you know, I could come for the three months and then leave. So I was like, yeah, yeah. totally down. Let's do it. And then um, that's, that's kind of how I found out about it and how, you know, I started with Mac um, and got involved with him for the first year. Fantastic. And some backstory, just in case people don't know, our leaders listening, Mac did 100, then 200, then something like 430 or 450, and then 603, he's broken and holds the all-time record. And, yep. and so Zach spent two years with him, that 200 year, and then that, that other, other year. And you obviously, yep. you were his you know, key or, or, you know, uh, one of, one of the key players in that business. And, and that's yeah. a huge part of running a successful business is who's on your team. Not all yeah. about Mac. It's not about the leader. It's all about the leaders within the team. So yeah. what did you see in that business, you know, doubling the size of that business and, you know, from your first year to, to your second year at student works in Mac's business? Yeah, I think like really, <clears throat> really the big thing that we, like focused on going, you know, realistically going into his going into his second year when I kind of hopped on board with him. When we were going into it, is obviously like he was he was incredibly very good sales salesman, very yes. very high quality salesman. Obviously, just from talking with him when his first year, definitely something that like he struggled with was obviously on the production side, was on the production side of things. Yeah, and you know when I started out, I started out as a painter with him, and then very quickly, like we just I just leveled up into a production manager side of things. And that, that's something I really did. Like, I really did enjoy. I do like, you know, managing people, mm-hmm. training them and whatnot. And so pretty, pretty early on, we identified, okay, Max really great salesperson. Yeah. He's going to, you know, focus majority of his attention on sales. Me, I like employees. I like training them, like running production. So I'm going to focus on that. So really, I guess it was that kind of division, division of interests. Like he was going to yeah. focus on the sales and I was going to focus on the production. And that really just allowed him to, I guess, fully unleash his, um, energies on sales, and that allowed me to fully unleash my energy on production and, and really kind of dial in on that. Right. And that was obviously just a huge, huge shift because even I noticed when I was in my first year, like you're really doing a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So you're just constantly getting pulled in so many different directions because your business has so many needs. Yeah. It's pulling in so many different directions. So when you kind of break it down and almost, you know, separate it out and have one person focus on one thing, one po- person focus on the other, I think that's what really, you know, allowed us to literally, like, we literally doubled it. Or yeah, we two two point five to in his second year yes. from like hundred to like two point two hundred fifty k, which is obviously amazing. Right. Uh, I think that was like the huge thing that allowed us to like just explode in his second yeah. year. Yeah, specialization and splitting responsibilities, right? So yeah. it's like okay, I'm going to get better and better at this, and then I can trust Zach to handle this. I can tr- you know, and 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 Max is going to keep bringing the work for the team and and getting better and better at at communicating. So, and what did you see between that, you know, you know, you know, Zach, uh, Max second year and his third or your first year and your second, you know, that again, pretty well doubled. What did you see in that year? What, what went better? What, how did you, how did you to see the, see the business grow in that, in that fashion? Yeah. So essentially we were coming into our, our third year. We had been in the same area twice. I think for, for both me and him, we were both on the same page in terms of quality. Like we were both very, um, I would say like focused on quality. Like we, I would say we definitely really cared about our projects. We definitely really cared about the customers. 
And I'd say we both, for the most part, when it came to the quality of work, we had incredibly high standards. Right. And so transitioning into that third year, you know, our, our reputation had like, we had a very strong reputation going into our second year because our right. quality of work was incredibly high. And so going into that, like we, we were getting like a monstrous amount of like referrals and like right. word of mouth business, which was absolutely, you know, absolutely huge. And then additionally as well, um, you, you know, you know, Jake, we also, yes. you know, recruited Jake into the business. Yes. Uh, Jake came out to Ottawa for, to, to help out with production. Cause again, we were literally trying to you know, build the business again. Yeah. I'm, I'm only one person. Yeah. Uh, so we were, we were needing more help on the production side. So we, we literally recruited another, you know, absolutely, you know, killer person to, yes. to come into the business. Because obviously with that kind of size, like we just needed more help in terms of managing stuff and managing painters, running job sites and stuff like that. So again, just, we just brought in another key person into the business yeah. that again, allowed us to scale up more. And then in addition to that, you know, just the, the dividends of putting a ton of energy into high customer satisfaction the year before allowed us to get the sales and get the, get the, um, the volume to grow the business. And then plus having that other guy come in to, um, to help us, help us manage things was, was, was really important. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so, so then after that year, you decide, Hey, I'm going to take on this whole big boat myself and I'm yep. going to go run the whole, the whole thing. So what was, what was, uh, you know, I think it's pretty clear to, to, to our leaders listening, the, the all the advantages, but what was missing? Like, what did you see yeah. missing? What was different all of a sudden stepping in and now it's my show? Yeah, like definitely, definitely for me, you know, really, really the big, I guess, big reason why I want to, you know, start starting room. I don't think, well, I guess there's definitely a couple. Um, one, in, term, in terms of my income, yeah. um, I definitely saw more earning potentials for sure. Right on my own, I'd obviously seen how much money Mac, how much money Mac was making. That's right. okay, that pretty cool. Um, you know, I'd definitely like to, to do that too. Right. Um, additionally as well, like I definitely, I guess kind of want more, I guess more kind of control yeah. over, over, over things. Cause there's definitely some things that I thought could really be improved upon Yeah, and thought that, you know, I was really skilled in those areas. So I want to have full control over that. Um, so that was a really big thing on why I wanted to, you know, kind of, kind of take on my own thing. And I'd also say as well, probably like, I would say at the end of that second year in Ottawa, I definitely. I would say I was definitely not, not bored, but it was kind of like, it was almost kind of getting almost a little bit same old, same old. Yeah. And I was, I was definitely very, um, very scared and nervous to run my own business. Yes. And I thought, I thought that, you know, when I, obviously when I talked to you in the interview, like one of the things that made me think, okay, I should run this on my own is like, I'm very scared to go and do this Yeah. and like launch onto my own. Cause obviously it's, it's, it's definitely big. It's a big, you know, whole different set of responsibilities. And I just thought that in terms of my like growth and development, that would be the number one thing to like really, you know, help me learn and grow was jumping into it on my own. So I'd say those three together is really what pushed me to ultimately go and jump into running my own business um, in Toronto. Yeah, no, that's no, that's awesome. And, and yeah, it is, it is a lot of times going to that fear, you know, like yeah. that, 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 that big goal, that big challenge, you know, and again, it's, it's, it's a whole lot different being a PM and a key player in a huge business to all of a sudden I've got it. And now I'm, yeah. I'm seeing it, you know, you know, what did you find most difficult about change? Probably I, I touched on it earlier was being in the driver's seat, running my own business. There's, there's definitely way more things that I didn't really see as, as a PM, obviously yeah. the production side of things and I lost a lot. But I didn't really see the whole scope of 
all the different responsibilities and activities that you need to do. So jumping in my, into my first year, I was definitely a little bit surprised at how many different activities um, and tasks I need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. So it was definitely a little, a little bit overwhelming in that sense where it's like, okay, I've got a million things going on right now. Like I'm being pulled in every little which direction. So I guess it kind of really kind of boiled down to, to that time management yeah. and really like managing my time. Cause I was like, oh my God, I have so many things to do. Not as much time as I'd like to do it. Like I really got to kind of like buckle down here and, 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 you know, start knocking things off the list. It was definitely a big, big surprise for me going awesome. into my Awesome. And so, so, so Zach, like, how did that year go? And, you know, how, how, do you, how do you, how do you look at your, your first year as an operator? Yeah, I was like, ultimately I was very happy with it. Um, I set out my, my goal. My first year was to do 250. I ended up doing 265. Like on, on terms of the goal side of things, like I, you know, I surpassed my goal, which I was very, yeah. very happy about. The only thing that I would say that probably was challenging for me was just having more of like a, a work-life balance. For sure, I feel not, you know, kind of suffered throughout the summer, obviously, because we're super busy running production, you know, just like working out and stuff like that. Probably suffered, which I wasn't as happy, happy with there. Although, although overall, I would say I was like pretty, pretty thrilled with, with how, the, how the year went. For sure, I was definitely really happy with my decision to, to come and run my own business. And like overall, I would say I was very, very happy with how things went, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And just a note, uh, uh, Zach broke the all-time rookie record, you know, uh, in, in last year and just, just got beat by someone who broke it by more, uh, yeah. Justin Georgiopoulos. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and he's been on the podcast earlier and, you know, and, and, and obviously a rock star operator. So, so you, you know, you, you, you had, you had a really great year looking into this year. What was, what were, what were the things that you were looking to do better? What were the opportunities that you saw that you could improve? Yeah. For me, going into this year, it's definitely finding really good people right. to delegate to and have other people being, have other really big key players in my business. And obviously, Mac had me and Jake. Yeah. Coming to Toronto my first year, I really didn't have anyone. Okay. Like, my whole family was poor pair. I didn't even have like, you know, friends that I could have worked yes, with. I was going to do. Right brand new area in the city, never lived there before. So it really felt like I was, you know, kind of alone starting from scratch because I didn't really have anyone really key that I could leverage. Luckily enough, I actually had my sister help me out in the summer, which was an absolute, absolute saving grace. She was, she was amazing, amazing to work with in the summer. So I knew, I knew going into this year, but it would just be, it would just be impossible to obviously work twice as hard and know my goal. Like that's just, yeah, I think not going to work. If I tried yes. to do that, yeah, that would yeah. just be a train wreck. Um, so, so going into this year, my really big focus was finding people that I know I can trust mm-hmm. to give a immense amount of responsibility so that I can go and do you know the things that are important like sales and marketing. Yes, I can hand off to people you know production and stuff like that, which I did find. Mm-hmm. Um, two, my my two best painters from last summer are coming back and working with me as PMs. Awesome. And they, they've been absolutely dynamite this year. They've been right. absolutely fantastic. They've been performing great. And so the biggest thing for me coming into this year was finding people that I could put into key roles to delegate to so that I could go and, you know, not only focus on the sales market, but also, you know, work out, do, do more things that I yes. actually you know, love to do in the summer workout, you know, spend more time with my girlfriend, do more fun things at the same time while also being able to, you know, double, triple your business at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I always like to say is, is that, you know, I think I think there really is a cost. I think to that sometimes initial year of entrepreneurship, and 
eventually you're just not going to want to keep paying that cost, you know, and that, no, I've this is the rest of my life. So I've got to be able to, again, keep a relationship and, <laughs> and, and look after myself or how is that sustainable? So, so it's a lot of times people are doing that. So, so Zach now has two, two production managers and one sales manager on his team, which yeah. again is, is okay. That's a way that, you know, and Zach set his goal. He's already at last year, did 265. He's already at 250. It's May 11th. And he's heading for the goal. The big goal. And again, a big stretch goal is 700. So, so just big, big challenge. And so how do you see 700 being possible? Yeah. Well, last, last summer going into preseason, I was booked at 80, 82,000 bucks. I think I was booked at going in, going into the preseason last year. I, I was definitely nervous myself. I was like, holy smokes, 250 seems really big and really scary. Yeah. Although I know my strong suit is same from Ottawa, same same going into this year. My strong suit is finding really great people, yeah, training them and producing work. Yeah. Um, so so our production was um incredibly strong last year. Like we 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 did we did 250, we had four painters last year. Four um, painters. Like, wow. We, we we finished off the summer at 235 with four painters. And then I produced the rest in the fall with like a couple of part-time people. Okay. Wow. So like the, the production side of things was incredibly strong. So I knew like, you know, I'm not going to be swinging about production. I'm not going to have a ton of client issues and stuff to deal with. Um, so when in this year, I knew that once we get the production beast rolling, I'm going to essentially just be focusing all my time and energy on sales. Um, and really the game plan is banging out 25 K weeks for the rest of the summer. You know, I can sell 15 K and my sales rep can sell 10. Yep. Very, 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 very achievable to do in the yep. summer because, you know, once we get in the summer, the market is just so incredibly hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marketing becomes way easier, becomes way more enjoyable. There's way more hot leads. Yeah. And stuff like that. So really, going go, going in going into this year to to hit 700, I knew that the production was going to be really strong, and that I just need to get it set up, and then I can just you know put all my time and energy into sales and have those big weeks come through. Yeah. And one of the things, Zach, and I know you know this happens, is there's all sorts of uh, the, the average contractor can't keep up with the work. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, the average contractor, the average operator in our business typically will get sold out mm-hmm. by late June. And so yep. someone who can just keep motoring through July, mm-hmm. keep motoring through August and keep, keep yep. you know, being able to take on work is yep. massive. You know, and yep. I know last year as well, you picked up all sorts of work. And so for, again, oh, yeah. young leaders looking, it's like there's just there's just loads of work in July and August that's available. And I think a yeah. lot of times our, our operators think, oh, I've got to spread out my work or or I'm, you know, worried about work running out. That's just not yeah. a concern. You know, there's just so yeah. much work that's going to be available for you. Yeah. And also, too, like scaling up this year, the the, the pressure of having to sell work. And know that you know if I don't sell work this week, my guys are going to be out of work. Yeah, is really helpful to push yourself to push yes. for me to push myself because you know I've, I I I'm the goal is to have like I have twelve really awesome painters. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to feel awful if I have to tell them you know not enough work. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, you guys got to take, take a week, a week off, off so or something. Yeah, that, that, that's a huge motivating factor for me to like absolutely grind and and, and yeah. get those sales as opposed to just being like you know. Yeah, I don't need to sell anything by yeah. it would be nice kind of thing, but yeah. that that flip of the motivation is definitely a huge driving factor for me to like really, really, you know, turn it up and, and keep keep on selling all the way through the summer. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, one of the other things, as you mentioned, that you're really good at, or one of the things that you're really great at is, is about training yeah. painters. And so one of the things that our team did uh, was identify that, that Zach's really great at it. And we had John Cameron go down, one of our business elite business coaches go down and, and videotape uh, what you're doing. And, and, yeah. um, and so we're, we're sharing that to our leaders and, and I, I, I watched it and I was just, just loved it. And, and so, so describing paint training largely from our vision of it in the past and Zach's, yeah. Zach's way of paint training has changed it is really we focused on paint training as paint training, getting people yeah. to learn how to paint, learn what all the tools are, understand that, you know, have a sense of timing. Yeah. That's it. And so where have you taken it to? Maybe you can describe that, you know, the, the next level of paint training and development for your team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I know like, you know, when when I started out marketing, for example, like me, me, and, me and Mac, we didn't like go and run the script back and forth between us. Like he, he literally dragged me up. We went right up the door and just got me to start pitching. Threw me right into the fire. Aha, right. I'm going pitching. Same thing, same thing with estimates, you know. We did an estimate together and then I, I was doing estimates on myself. Right. Uh, so for me, when I was looking at the paint trainings, it's like, you know, we're dealing with real clients in the summer. You know, we, we, so, so when I was looking at, we, we want to make the training as realistic to an actual job site as possible. Right. Obviously it's one thing to be able to cut and roll, but actually being able to set up the job site, talk to the client, you know, set expectations, go marketing after at the end of the day, like that, that adds, that's, that's so much more on top of the position. That's yeah. not just simply, you know, knowing how to paint. Um, yeah. So when I was looking at it, I was like, I want to bring my painters up to speed as quickly as possible. So that's exactly what I did is I simulated a job site as closely as what you get in the summer. So I, I, I rent a basement apartment. I got my landlords to act as fake clients and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, do, walk, do walk rounds and like first initial, um, you know, for, first initial setups when you get there, you know, show them colors and all that stuff. So really when I was looking at my trains, I was like, okay, like I want my parents to see like what an actual day is going to look like. Right. And so I want right. to simulate that as closely as possible and, and get them exposed to that right away. Because again, like you said, it's not just knowing how to cut and roll. There's so many other things that go into running a really, you know, good, profitable, high satisfaction job site. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then why don't you describe to the team what you do about, about paint. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I, I, I love watching that. If, if you're referring to the, like the materials. Yes. Management side yes. Things, yeah. Mm. Okay. So one of the most, you know, used, um, I'd say disposable materials in the summer is we got our paintbrushes. We got our big rollers, and then we got our mini rollers. So I, I coach the painters to call the big rollers cats and the mini rollers kittens because you don't want to kill a cat. You don't want to kill a kitten. That's really bad in the summer. So <laughs> I tell them you want to keep them alive for as long as possible. And so obviously we, we have a good chuckle about it when we start, you know, when I show them that. But I find it really does help in the summer because it just makes them super conscientious, con conscientious of, of conscientious, not yeah. materials and taking care of it and it kind of, it's almost like a little game in their head they're like oh i don't want to you know kill this kid and, and and you know mess it all up and not take care of it so it's just it's just a fun way to help them you know make sure they're taking care of stuff and that you know pays dividends for us because the average you know materials in in the summer is like you know 11 or 12 percent you know if you get that down to to nine percent like that that's that's a massive savings that's Huge. massive profitability yes and that, and that really does add up especially when you're running a bigger business like that is literally thousands of dollars that you're keeping in your pocket as opposed to spending. And it's a, and it's a fun way to do it too. It's not like we're 
you know, cracking the whip on these people. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they're having fun doing it at the same time, which is, which is a bonus too. Yeah. And these are all long-term skills as well. You know, just, Hey, manage, you know, managing materials in any course of any business. How do we, how do we manage that? Obviously as well, mm-hmm. linking the environment. But one of the yeah. other things you do is, is you, you have your, your, your team really focus on the agreement. And, yeah. and so, so, and then what does that mean in terms of what you can coach by focusing on the agreement right from the start? Yeah. So obviously like the, the agreement's really important part, part of the, the job because it tells us, you know, the client, what we're doing, how much things cost, you know, how many coats are doing, all that good stuff. And so, you know, it's really important that the painters actually know how to read it and understand it because, you know, they, they historically, the painters, they just look at the production plan. They wouldn't yeah. really look at the agreement, but the client is the one that has the agreement. Yes. So you can't, can't look at the two and have the same story. So yes. If the client's asking questions about that, the, the painters are going to know how to answer that. Or if they're telling them to like, you know, do stuff for prep, for example, they're, they're not going to know whether or not it's the right thing to do or not. Like, you know, do this extra kind of prep kind of thing when really in reality, you know, we should be charging for it. So essentially just uh, by running the painters through how to properly, you know, read and look at an agreement and know exactly what we're doing. That is a huge thing. Again, when we're dealing with the customers and interacting with them, because we're, we're, we're now, we're now equalizing everything and everyone's now on the same page. Yeah. So if the client has a question about the agreement, the painters know to look at it or if the client's asking to do something, the painters can look at the agreement and they'll know, oh, maybe we should ask that because we should be charging them more for this. Or maybe, you know, this, this doesn't make sense. Like they're asking us to do something that doesn't make sense. So yeah. again, that, 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 that makes us more efficient because, you know, obviously the clients aren't trying to get free work out of us for free, but it's just helping us really tighten down on things in terms of efficiency. Where, you know, if you do, if you do these extra things, like that's going to add up over a course of a summer when you could be, you know, charging an extra couple hundred bucks here and there. Again, that's going to add up over a course of a summer. So it's really important that the painters know to look for that stuff and be able to, you know, interpret and read the agreement. Um, and also on the flip side of that too, when we're closing down, the painters can close their own job sites, which again, saves us and the managers a ton of time, not having enough to go drive back at the end of the day to close down a job site when the painters can just go and do it themselves by just, yeah. you know, following the agreement. We have, a, we have a lot of alumni who listen to our, uh, to our, Pro- program and 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 I know they'll be excited that that Zach basically puts his 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 leaders on on site. They basically understand how the clients can pay, and they just go yeah. pay at studentworks.com and yeah. here's the amount that it is. And and again, one of the things that you know, if people are booking jobs six, eight, ten weeks earlier, for sure, yeah. a good chance they're not going to remember. Oh, is this included or not? Well, Mrs. Yeah. Smith, it looks like it's not included. Oh, this will be this much extra. And yeah. again, there's an upsell. And of course, exactly. if it, it, it's, it, you know, no one wouldn't expect to get something for free. Like, why would you get yeah. something? You don't get something for free at Loblaws. You're not going to get something no. for free at Zachary Jennings's, uh, you know, painting business. So, so yeah. yeah, so it's, and and I know I loved one of the other things was, you know, tell, tell them about when you drive in and you just park the back of the your, your truck and, and what do they go uh, do? Yeah. yeah. So again, another thing to just, you know, get, get them get them thinking and, you know, again, just yeah, thinking for themselves and just being analytical. So when we started training, all have, you know, entire miscellaneous random amounts of paint cans just chilling on the back of my truck. And I'll, you know, I'll give them the production plan. I'll be like, hey, you know, I want you to find this paint for me. Yeah. And so they'll have to go on a little scavenger hunt looking looking through my truck, which again, that's super beneficial because right off the start, you know, they're, they're, they're learning to like, you know, make, make, I guess, like just be, thinking just be thinking on the job site because it's really easy to just you know do us make a stupid error yeah um and and waste time and waste time so it's just getting them thinking 
And obviously it helps familiarize them with the products so that yeah. again, once we get in the summer, they, they, you know, they can go to the paint store and get their own stuff if they need to. Yeah. If the production manager's away, they don't have to wait. They can just go to the paint store and get their own stuff. And, and they're learning that like, they're, like they're being exposed to that stuff like right away, which is a huge, um, just a huge benefit in the long run because they're just learning how to do it. And also too, like right away, it's just, it's just getting them to think for themselves, yeah. which again, is just a really big thing. Like just being able to have people they can think and act for themselves is just, just massive. Like you're just not going to be getting pestered with calls and texts and stuff like that. Like when, when you can have people that can manage themselves, um, that, that's, that's absolutely huge for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and they're responsible. Like, you know, again, you're you're yeah. hiring really, really smart people later on. Yeah. They're not going to be painters. They're going to be yeah. all sorts of really successful people mm-hmm. in the real world. So it's it's like, let's take advantage of that. And I think as well, when we allow our staff to just turn their brains off, it's actually yeah. not good because they're not going to like the job as much. Oh, I'm challenged by this. Okay, I've got to, I've yeah. got to take this on. I'm checking to make sure that the paint's right as well. Not just yeah. Zach, not just the other PM production manager. Yeah. And so. then even, even to just kind of, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sure who said it. It was one of the DMs said it. It's like, realistically, any one of your painters, you know, who's painting for you could have been an operator. Yes. They, they could be in your shoes kind of thing. So it's like, why would you not think that they could, you know, do your right paint? Yeah, yes, exactly. And, and yeah. Be a big player. Cause it's like, they, they literally could be standing in your shoes right now, being the one running the business. So, well, why, why wouldn't you try to like get them to that point and, and, you know, have that kind of faith in them and trust in them because they could literally be doing what you're doing. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Zach, I know one of the things that we do in the off season is work with our, with, with our, our veterans on their habits on, you know, how yep. they can grow as people just, just kind of coming out of that first year. And, and, and we literally spend weeks working with people. So what were some of the, the habits or, or that, that you were working with your coach this past year to, and, and some of the habits that are really a strong part of, of Zach Jennings? I, I would say the biggest like thing that we, that we, that we worked on or for myself rather coming, coming into um, my second year, I'm not really sure if you would call it, call it like a habit, but right, essentially, right. I guess just, just, just more so like planning organization around your calendar. So for, for me, I was definitely not someone that used like a calendar or a day planner. I was just kind of like, you know, slinging, sh- shooting from the hip day to day. Obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot of very obvious problems with that. Um, you forget things, which is one really big thing, which is not good because yes. you know, missing appointments, that, that's just not good. That, that's, yeah, it's not, they're very good at all. So the biggest thing that I kind of really worked on was having a really solid, you know, kind of planning and, and scheduling like within my own personal calendar. And really setting up the week before on like a Sunday, um, on a Sunday, I, I like to take time to plan the week. So I'll, I'll kind of like re it's like a, almost like a weekly reset Yeah. where, you know, clean the apartment, clean the truck, get my calendar in order, put in my big commitments that I know I'm going to need to, you know, hit and, 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 and make sure I don't miss those. So, you know, working out gym time, client appointments with stuff with, with clients, um, yeah. and stuff like that. And essentially just, just planning out the week in advance so that, you know, I'm not forgetting about things. Um, halfway through the weekend, I'm not just you know running around with my head cut off. I already kind of have like a game plan going into the next week, and it's not like you know the chaos from from the week before is like carrying into my week because you know my my apartment's not cleaned up or my truck's a mess. Um, so, so really just re resetting the week, resetting yeah. like I guess your life kind of so yeah, to speak, and sure. kind of and having like a game plan going into the next week was the biggest thing that you know I implemented and and worked on um, going into this year because again I just really didn't have those those systems in place um, yeah. before. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things to me, those are integrity 
and 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 yeah. time management and, and time management actually bleeds right in or is really meshed with integrity too it allows us to yeah. be in integrity right by really yeah. struggling and one of the things i always like to share is have have our leaders think well look at the the complexity of your life now and then yeah. see the complexity of your life in a decade in 20 years you yeah. know again you know where are you going to be what are you going to do what's the size of yeah. the business that you're going to be running so whoa i am really going to be nailed down or I just can't get there. So, so, yeah. it's, so, and just for you as well, two sixty-five to who knows what seven hundred. You know yeah. that there's just that many more clients, that many more responsibilities and commitments. Yeah. So again, I've just got to be so dialed down. So, so, so Zach, just you know, what do you see? Obviously, you've been around this incredibly top-performing culture for a long, long time. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where you were hardly a, a rookie when you were a rookie. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like Zach's a rookie. I, I know Zach super well. You know, he really is third year in the business because he'd been training, yeah. you know, all those years. But what what do you see that the 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 top performers in our company are doing differently? Yeah, I mean, just from like, like my my personal experience, like I, I would say like just 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 systems yeah. and, and processes are so like they're, they're just like, they're, they're, they're integral. They're, they're literally the pillar. I, I, I really truly think that having a very strong systems and processes for, for doing things is incredibly important because one, you can't delegate something or have someone else do something unless there's you no know, process or system in place for them to follow. Mm-hmm. And then two, it just makes your, you know, when you, when you go to do something, and you have, you know, something in place that you're going to follow, it just creates consistency across the board. Yeah. Which is, you know, really, really important, especially because we're service-based in this, we do painting. Yeah. You know, we need to make sure every job is starting and closing the same, yeah. or else we're going to get quality issues. We need to make sure, you know, our, our trainings are, you know, uniform across the board, or else we're going to have some crews that just are just bad and not yeah. as good as, yeah. so, so I would, I would say, like, probably the number one thing that I would, would point out is, I think the best people, have the best systems and the best processes in place when they're yeah. running their business. And even in general too, I'd say like, yeah. I'm sure really awesome businesses outside, you know, pain, like they're, yes. they're probably mainly systemized and yeah. processed all the way yeah. down to like the smallest little thing for sure. Yeah. And it's really great uh, to point that out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's something that we try to point out again and again and again, of course, but, but it's, it's so easy to sort of look and see again, our top performing operators and see their, you know, their charisma, their big personality, or the, the way that they yeah. can interact with people as the, kind of the outstanding thing. But it's yeah. actually the checklist that they're following and, and making sure that they're doing everything in the same way. It's not, it doesn't feel like the same way every, every time, but then it's, it yeah. can be consistently delivered. Yeah. So just awesome. So anything else you'd like to share with our, with our leaders, Zach? No, nothing really that, that, that come, comes to mind, comes cool. to mind right, right off the bat. I would say, I mean, I don't know if you're, you're in university and you're listening to this, um, I definitely recommend checking out the student works management program. <laughs> like definitely, I, I was definitely skeptical of it when, when I first heard Mac getting into it, you know, I'd done my own, you know, I kind of heard about it, I did my own, like, you know, searches on Google and stuff like sure. that. I was, I was totally sold right off the bat yeah. for sure. For, for sure. I definitely wasn't sold right, right off the hop, but obviously working with him and getting into it. Like, I mean, really, really the biggest thing that I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of taking away from obviously from from the development side of things, um, but from like a, you know, just from a pure, strictly financial standpoint, like, you know, you, you can put yourself in a position that will literally change the entire outcome of your life. 
like financially. You know, mm-hmm. you can put yourself in, in, in a very strong position, which is just absolutely incredible that you can do that at such a young age. Um, usually people think they have to, you know, grind, grind away at, a, at the corporate ladder for 10 years before they can, you know, quote unquote, make it. You can get that much, much, much sooner, you know, with, with, with the program for sure, which is just like, just fantastic. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's and and really again the tops uh, incredible. You know just what what people can create and then and yeah. then what's what's great is is again people like Max at the bar and then it's going to get beaten and it's going to get beaten yeah. and people just keep on moving the bars up, which is fantastic uh, and um, you know just awesome. So final question: When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Zach? For me, definitely consistency, being consistent. Like that's 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 incredibly like. Like that, that that'll that'll definitely get you there. Like mm-hmm. being extremely consistent. Um, and again, same thing. I, I talked about it, just being structured, mm-hmm. being be, being being structured, consistent. And then I, I would I would say obviously obviously hard work is you know being able to work really hard is one thing. Um, but I think also just I'm not sure if working smart would be be the right word, but just kind of having a plan, like having yeah. a plan of attack, um, to to go out and do something. Like obviously you can expend a lot of time and energy doing something. But if that's not being, you know, directed in the right area, it's it's not gonna not gonna be as effective. So I would definitely say being consistent, being structured, and then just just being, you know, working smart and working effect. You know, yeah, we're working smart, working with your head for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, Zach, so excited to get you on the podcast. Um, you know, it's it's awesome. It's just been incredible watching your development as a leader over the mm-hmm. last number of years. I hope that's going to continue uh, for a while. I know eventually you'll be you'll be busting out on your own, uh, doing yeah. some amazing things in the future. And we're excited to support you in that. But um, but but again, just uh, and really excited about about how you're contributing back to our our company. Just because Zach's yeah. gotten really really great at at recruiting and one of the best or sorry about training people one of the best things about people in our organization is they share and so so zach's here sharing here and sharing on video so so again just just want to acknowledge you uh for who you are as a leader and uh you know let's go crush it let's go let's go go, let's go hit 700k i can't wait absolutely (laughs) thanks so much an awesome time it was um yeah it was really awesome thank you so much for having me on you betcha okay have a fantastic day thanks thanks again zach cheers Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.